Are you a Star Wars fan? If so, may the 4th be with you on this May the 4th. You're watching Ticker News. Coming up this hour, explosions in Kyiv a day after Russia accused Ukraine of carrying out a drone attack on the Kremlin. Voting opens in local elections right across England, viewed as a crucial test of progress for current PM Rishi Sunak. Taiwan says the delivery of 66 advanced new fighter jets from the United States has been delayed. Plus, New York's medical examiner rules a subway rider was killed by a chokehold during a fight with another passenger. We have the city mayor's comments on this controversial incident. Now, from our headquarters at Ticker Park to the world, this is Ticker News. Hi there, William Howard with you. Also ahead this hour, details about the massive security operation in London ahead of King Charles' coronation. But first, our top story. And Russia has accused Ukraine of a failed attempt to assassinate President Vladimir Putin in a drone attack over the Kremlin. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has denied Kyiv had any involvement in the reported incident. Zachary Goldman reports. Russia on Wednesday accused Ukraine of a failed attempt to assassinate President Vladimir Putin in a drone attack on the Kremlin and vowed revenge. Kiev denied any role in the alleged strike. Video appears to show a flying object nearing the Kremlin's domed spires before exploding. Reuters has been unable to verify the footage. The Kremlin said Russia reserved the right to retaliate, and Russian hardliners demanded swift retribution against Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. In a statement, the Kremlin said, quote, two unmanned aerial vehicles were aimed at the Kremlin as a result of timely actions taken by the military and special services with the use of radar warfare systems. The devices were put out of action. It said fragments of drones were scattered in the Kremlin grounds, but there were no injuries or damage. Putin himself was safe. Why would they accuse Ukraine of this at this moment? <laughs> it would be very interesting to hear your thoughts on this alleged attack. At a news conference with leaders of Scandinavian nations in Helsinki on Wednesday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky denied his country tried to kill the Russian president and suggested going after Putin was the job of an international court. You know, I, I can repeat, repeat this message and I think it will at least will be understandable for, for everybody. We don't attack Putin or Moscow. Are we fight on, on our territory. We are defending our villages and cities. We don't have, you know, enough weapon for this. That's why we don't use it any, anywhere. For, for us, that is the deficit. We, we can't spend it. And we didn't attack Putin. We leave it to tribunal. Wednesday's purported strike is not the first time Moscow accused Kiev of launching drones into territory it controls since Russian forces invaded Ukraine more than a year ago. Last week, the Russian-installed mayor of Sevastopol in Russian-occupied Crimea blamed a fire at a fuel depot on a Ukrainian drone strike. On Wednesday, smoke was seen billowing from another fire in the Crimean port of Krasnodar, which Russian authorities said was hit by a Ukrainian drone. Ukraine typically declines to claim responsibility for attacks on Russia or Russian-annexed Crimea, though Kiev officials have frequently celebrated such attacks with cryptic or mocking remarks. 
U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Wednesday said he cannot validate Russia's accusation that Ukraine tried to assassinate Putin in a drone attack and added he would take anything coming from the Kremlin with a, quote, large shaker of salt. And here is U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken saying he would not take anything Russian presidency said very seriously at all. Let's see. Uh, we'll see what, uh, what, what the facts are. Um, and it's, it's really hard to comment or speculate uh, on this without really, uh, really knowing what the facts are. More generally, uh, as I've said and as we've said, when it comes to Ukraine, which is under daily assault, uh, and not just its incredibly courageous military forces, but its citizens, its men, women, and children being assaulted on a daily basis by this Russian aggression, being bombed out of their homes, their apartments, and their streets, children killed, families torn apart. Well, we leave it to Ukraine to decide how it's going to defend itself. In particular, I'm curious whether you've uh, been able to talk. Excuse us, we can't use this day without calling for the freedom of Julian Assange. The Biden... The extradition request. Two hours and not one word. Take it about easy. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. Not one word about journalist We're here to celebrate freedom of expression, and we just experienced it. Let me let me continue, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, to to ask you about Evan Gershkovich and your efforts to get him free. Well, first. Voting has opened in local elections right across England. They're being viewed as a crucial test of progress for current Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and opposition leader Keir Starmer. In an attempt to manage expectations, the Prime Minister warns the results will be hard on the Conservative Party. Both parties will seek to build a narrative from the outcome about their chances in the next general election. The elections cover around 8,000 seats across 230 councils in England, the seats were last contested in 2019 when Theresa May was just weeks away from announcing her departure as Prime Minister. Sunak says some Conservative councillors will lose their position as a result of events over the past year. But the PM added it does feel like the UK is finally beginning to turn the corner on the cost of living crisis. But before we get to the coronation weekend, Mr Speaker, we have an important day tomorrow and the choice before the country is clear. When they go to that ballot box, they can see a party that stands for higher council tax, higher crime, and a litany of broken promises, Mr. Speaker. Meanwhile, we're getting on with delivering what we say with lower council tax, lower crime, and fewer potholes. The choice is clear. Vote Conservative, Mr. Speaker. Taiwan says the delivery of 66 advanced new fighter jets from the United States has been delayed. The nation's defence minister says the delay is due to supply chain disruptions and the ministry is working to minimise the damage. In 2019, the US approved an $8 billion sale of fighter jets to Taiwan, a deal that will take the island's fleet to more than 200. This is the largest deal of its kind in Asia and the island nation strengthens its defences in the face of increasing Chinese aggression. The first of the new jets was meant to be delivered in the fourth quarter of this year, but that has been delayed to the third quarter of next year due to pandemic-related supply chain disruptions. Taiwan has since asked the United States to make up the deficiency 
by prioritising spare part deliveries for its existing fleet. An experimental Alzheimer's drug has been hailed as remarkable by experts. The treatment greatly decreases cognitive and functional decline, despite some patients experiencing serious side effects. In an analysis of nearly 1,200 people in the early stages of the disease, symptoms were slowed by 35% over a period of 18 months when compared to placebo. This was measured by a patient's ability to carry out daily tasks like managing finances, driving, engaging in hobbies and conversing about current events. However, side effects include temporary swelling in parts of the brain, which occurred in almost a quarter of the treated patients, microhemorrhaging also occurring in 31% of patients. New York's medical examiner has ruled a subway rider was killed by a chokehold during a fight with another passenger. Jordan Neely was well known as a Michael Jackson impersonator. The whole ordeal was caught on camera and has sent social media into a spin. Officials say the death was caused by homicide from the compression of his neck, which is a chokehold. Video of the incident shows the 30-year-old struggling as another man grabs him and holds him on the ground. Police have questioned and released the 24-year-old US Marine who restrained the passenger. It is now up to police and prosecutors to determine if charges are warranted. The incident happened on the F-Line train in the Soho section of Manhattan. A video from the train shows the former Marine holding the 30-year-old man. Reports suggest Neely was acting erratically when the Marine intervened. And you are up to date for this hour on Ticker News. Stay with us though, plenty more stories coming up in just a few moments time. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.